Hello, everyone, and welcome back to All Over the Place. Big privilege tonight to have in the house the founder, the owner, the grand poobah of Vinyl Record Dude in Scottsdale, Arizona. I want to welcome Nick Bohr to the show. Hello, Nick. Hello. And as always, co-host Jim Culver in the house from his undisclosed location somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> and Mar Marty will be joining us shortly. And, you know, I've, I've got to say, I'm going to start this off greatest in my book, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a shot here. We're gonna try it. Oh, no, blue screen, it doesn't pop up. They're dang blue album cover. Thank you, Jack White. In my book, The Greatest Album of the 21st Century by Jack White, Lazaretto, you can play it in 33 and a third, 45 and 78. You can start side one or side two, one of the sides, you can start in two separate grooves. Greatest album of the 21st century. Nick, I throw to you, yes or no? And if it's no, pretty good. what do you consider it? It's pretty good. It's top 10. Okay. And what, what would yeah. be your number one or, or or just one through three? Or just what are some of the, uh, uh, the most unique that's ones, an the best ones? Incredibly difficult question. I, I like a lot of uh, unusual things. I'm a big fan of a band called the Vandaliers. Oh, oh, love the Vandaliers. Saw them and, open uh, up for a Lucero a few years ago. Yes, a big fan of Lucero as well. Um, those are probably on my short list. Um, Reverend Peyton, big Reverend Peyton's big damn band is another band I really like a lot. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm all over the map, so it, it's all, hard for me to actually place, pick so a favorite speak. thing. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Now, and you know, and with vinyl record, dude, you you are a guy who just followed you know his 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 heart and and just you know just walk you know just we're working it correct and then just said yes. you know what. I, I want to start a record store. So give, give our uh, our listeners, our, our viewers, you know, uh, the uh, 25 words or less or 50 words or less uh, about, you know, what, what led you down the road to vinyl record, dude? Um, I've always really been into music and collecting music in every different kind of format. And um, just decided I should just make this a, a career, you know, as a hobby. And I was making a little bit of money at it here and there, selling records on the Internet. And that was roughly 23 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I just kept going and buying more records and went from doing it in one room to doing it in two rooms and then two rooms in a storage unit and then a giant warehouse. And I just kept ballooning and became a profession instead of all the other things I was doing as a profession. Right. And I'm, I'm we're not going to say how old we are, but, you know, judging from doing the math when I was, uh, you know, reading a couple of the stories uh, about you and the founding of, of the store, guessing you're about 10 years younger than I am. And so you, you were hitting the, the vinyl as it was kind of going out in the 80s. And so what 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 made you and I'm going to guess it's good parenting or just a great influence that made you that, that drew you to vinyl as opposed to you know, the CDs that were coming out. As I was real fascinated by records at my grandma's house when I was a little kid and listening to them. And I think my dad would come over and be like, why are you making grandma get out all the records or something <laughs> like that? And um, then just punk rock lends itself to vinyl records and going to punk rock shows and being into punk rock. And a lot of that crowd in my young teenage years was into vinyl. And I just got into it. I had CDs too, obviously, because the area sure. I grew up in, but I just gravitated towards the records a lot more. And there were things that I came across on records that weren't on CDs or I just liked better on a record. Just grew from there, ballooned into a giant mess of records. 
mess of no never refer to it as a mess of records that is an, an awesome collection is what it is and it's, it's never a <laughs> says the guy who dropped a good bunch of coin at your store about two weeks ago on record store day so yeah it's uh it's well for me it's uh well i, I came of age you know in the in the 70s so uh and still to this day i prefer listening to whether it's the jay giles band or bob seeger or definitely springsteen's nebraska I, need, I, I want to listen to those on vinyl. I need to listen to those on vinyl. And, you know, as it makes its way back, going in, whether just going to your store and just and doing my best not to spend even more money than I did. Uh, I'm not sucking up, by the way, folks. This is just me. I love I love vinyl. Uh, and uh, well, for you, see, you know, when you founded the store uh, back in, it was uh, 2015, correct? Or when, when the, you, you started the actual... you the road down? The actual retail store came uh, about three years ago. Okay. Right before the pandemic. We've been in that same warehouse for 14 years, but it was just internet only for a long right. time. And we kept sending people away and they were getting mad. <laughs> we decided like, hey, let's take some of this dead space and open a little retail store. It wasn't something I wanted to ever do, but it's actually been the best thing I've ever done. It's made it. I was I was turning into an internet hermit, and uh, I'm enjoying it again now. I'm really having a lot of fun meeting all the record people that are out there in the culture of yeah. it. And I didn't have that when I was only selling on the internet. So. Sure. Well, a, a two two fanged question here. So with, with that in mind, just that the interaction of things, that, and with the vinyl revival, especially in the last few years. What is uh, first? What what is the uh, most interesting conversation or or album or just something somebody brought in for you or that you found for them and then after that like the younger generation coming in to buy vinyl what, what what's some of the best feedback and some of, or maybe some of the best advice you, you've given them as, as a vinyl collector um a real interesting one is uh just happened recently the self-titled debut album for goldfinger is something i've wanted for a really long time and searched for and hoping it would come through my door and a customer that's a regular that we really like showed up one day with it. And I tried to trade him like some store credit. And he said, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I want you to pick something out of your record collection that you think I'll like and trade <laughs> me even up. That's how we're going to do it. And I thought that was a really fun, interesting way to do it, but I don't know what to trade him. It's his record is still sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you've got time. Yeah, he said to take my time. It's only it's been a week. It's got to be right, so. exactly. You know, and yeah. things are worth it. And so, and, and with the, the young kids coming in, what, 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 how have you led them down uh, the vinyl? Um, we try to. We get a lot of kids that come in and will spend one hundred and fifty dollars on records, and then play them on like their forty nine dollar Walmart turntable, and mm. uh, we try to steer them in the right direction to you know if you can't spend a lot of money on the turntable, go find a good vintage one, or here's a good used vintage one that has a counterweight and actually doesn't damage your records and grind the needle into the records as hard as it can in order to play the record. Right. And, um, you know, we try to, that's probably the best advice in it. A lot of the new 180 gram stuff that is bass intense will not play well on those turntables. Sometimes it skips all over the place. And we get a lot of phone calls. Somebody 
buying a record and they get it home and they're like, this record's skipping and bring it back in. They bring it back in. We play it. It's fine. And then the next question is what kind of turntable are you playing it on? And it's generally of the Walmart or target uh, inexpensive variety that doesn't have a counterweight and you can't really set up to properly play most records. See, I, so. I admittedly, as I was getting back into things, I had one of those component units that I got for Christmas about in 2011, 2012. And I do experience that the hard way. And uh, finally uh, got smart, got myself a techniques, got a receiver nice. again. So I, I'm back fully now. And you know, it's a good what, beginner way to start, but that's my advice to the people getting into it is ultimately, you know, spend a tiny bit extra to get the better equipment. And you'll, you'll thoroughly enjoy the records you buy, you know, they, they will be much more enjoyable. And uh, I'm an old school DJ. I should have known better, <laughs> but I had to learn the hard way, the slightly more expensive way. So, and it's all, it all works out well now. And, you know, and, you know, as you've got, you know, the, uh, you know, the younger customer coming in and mixed with, you know, people coming back for the vintage stuff and things of that nature. Uh, and, and definitely over the last, probably 10, you know, and probably even less than that, more and more new bands, like whether it's the Vandaliers or Lucero, are releasing their albums on vinyl now, straight out of the gate. So, and, you know, what, what do you think the future of vinyl is looking like? And, you know, and how do you think they can prevent it not being, you know, going the way of the dodo again, the way that you know, when, when the next technology emerges? I, I don't have a great answer for that. I, I think... Uh one thing is not to gouge um, some of these records are starting to get a little expensive and it it may be unnecessary to to make a 200 gram deluxe foil gatefold that's numbered you know make can if if companies continue to make that affordable version for people too that's equally as good and sound but maybe not all the artwork and bells and whistles i think that'll keep the younger generation interested and they'll still be able to buy stuff you know mm -hmm. <laughs> kids don't want to come in and spend fifty dollars for a kendrick lamar record you know it's that's a ton of money for sure <laughs> the records so. and, and and jim you you know you uh you, you came of age a little bit later than 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 i did so i mean in the 80s where i'll get the tail end for you your introduction to music and all that stuff i mean has vinyl caught Caught wind with you at all, or and, and things. I mean, I would. I kind of. I kind of missed the boat on the whole uh, vinyl renaissance that happened in the early two thousands. I was deep into album collecting at that point, and uh, and and you know on a budget, and so um, I really, I really didn't get too much into vinyl. Uh, but I, you know, I started noticing the record stores popping up all over town, and obviously that was seeing it becoming a thing. And uh, but I really became aware of it when uh, I my. Uh, my nephew, who was then a teenager, uh, started asking for for records as as gifts, you know, for Christmas and his birthday and things like that. And you know, you know, and that's obviously the gauge. You know, the young people in our lives is kind of the gauge of that. And and uh, you know, I I just you know just realized that at some point that that all my CDs were obsolete, and the teenager teenagers all wanted uh, all wanted records, and it and you know it just. Uh, you know, it just kind of goes back to that, you know, the old saying that the best things never really go out of style. They just keep coming back in. And, and, uh, you know, but I mean, certainly, you know, anybody under 20 or, or under 25, you know, they'd laugh at you if you bought them, bought them a CD these days, you know, it's album or, or 
finals where it's all about nowadays. So um, it's, it's been really interesting to see from, from my perspective to see, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, I grew up in a house with vinyl, uh, you know, in, in the eighties and it was all, you know, Michael Jackson and, and, you know, everything from Michael Jackson to, you know, me and my sister listening to Sesame street on, 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 uh, on, uh, vinyl on, on, on my parents, uh, turntables, but, uh, um, oh, say, there you go. My, my first 45 was Oscar the Grouch. I love trash. So yep. th thanks for bringing up that stuff that, 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 that got, got me in the feels right there. You got me. But yeah, it's been really interesting to see that, that stuff that I grew up with coming back. Uh, I don't, I don't think beta is going to come back anytime soon, but uh, <laughs> you know, who knows what'll come around next. But I, but I think, I think vinyl is one of those things that's just uh, you know, the, the quality level of it is, is really not like nothing else. And I, so I think it's going to be one of those things that's around for a very long time. And it's, yeah, it has been very gratifying to see it. Um, kind of winning over new generations uh, in a way that some of the kind of flash in the pan technology that, uh, that, that we've seen come and go uh, didn't. Yeah, definitely. And for me, it's you know, in dealing with, you know, kids and whether my job or just, you know, coming up uh, or baseball or whatever it is, just the younger generation. And what I've noticed over the last few years is just a disconnect with me. There's just not as much of a connection with the music because it's just so disposable now with streaming. Yep. I, and, and to see kids getting into vinyl now, because you've got to get up, you interact with your music. It's it, it's an active medium and you've got to get the flip over the side and, and that. And, you know, and Nick, you, know, you mentioned with with the Goldfinger and, you know, that that's that was your uh, your, your great white whale, uh, you know, with, with vinyl. And I mentioned the, those artists I brought up before. Is there anything that, you know, that you just you don't want to listen on CD, you don't want to listen to it on on streaming, you, it has to be on vinyl. What, what, what are some of those for you? Anything Steely Dan for starters. There you go. Is it exponentially better on vinyl? Um, that's a good start right there. Um, King Crimson. Mm -hmm. um, I like I like old garage rock and you know rockabilly on vinyl because it's got a little bit of a. A roughness to it sometimes you hear a little bit of background hiss but you hear that that like one take in the studio kind of sound of some of that 50s stuff and i i thoroughly enjoy that um even some old 78s that have that kind of vibe to them they sound awful but it's just to me there's something real special about hearing in that original way that they intended it to be mm -hmm. decades ago and how they intended it to sound and, and playing it today um, it's almost like a preservation of that history of that moment in time for me. And um, that's, I really like the old school stuff on vinyl a lot, you know, fifties rock and roll. Right. And uh, that kind of stuff. I, I feel like that wouldn't even be right to clean up and digitize some of that stuff. It, it doesn't even sound right when you hear it that way. To me, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Now, and with the, the record store days now, you know, getting people in, in more actively involved and, and the art and bringing the artists involved with, with the, uh, the catalog or even new stuff. Uh, what, what, I'm, what it leaps to mind immediately was the, uh, the Metallica when they did the uh, cassette of, of their No Life Toil, <laughs> uh, their first, uh, was it No Life Toil? It wasn't No Life Toil, uh, Toil Leather. It was, uh, I guess it was that demo too, but the cassette, they had a cassette come out on record store day. What are some of the more unique things that uh, have, uh, you know, uh, have uh, caught your eye and, and definitely enjoyed having out there for the for the fans? 
there's a significant amount of bands doing the cassettes on record store day. I'm kind of surprised they don't have a cassette day yet that they've like dedicated. Um, probably one of the most unique things I've seen in the last, you know, decade or so wasn't a record store day thing, but weird Al put out his entire discography and an yes. accordion and the it's accordion, like a yep. fold open plastic accordion that says Yankovic on it. And, it's probably the coolest packaging I've ever seen on any record or any record set. It's just so neat. And there was a lot of things in there that weren't ever available on vinyl and still right. aren't. And that's the only way you could get them is in that set. And it's a really cool little idea he did. I don't know if he won any awards for that packaging. He should have if he if he didn't. It was It's pretty incredible. The, the only thing I, that would have uh, made me uh, upset that... Uh... To, to block and would have been the, when the replacements got their uh, the the packaging for uh, the uh, the uh, Dead Man's Pop. I think oh they, yeah, I think that came out the same year. Not a record store day thing, but but as someone who has an accordion right over in the corner of my room, right there, I'm very surprised I have not picked up that Weird Al thing yet. Because <laughs> you know, on vinyl, it was kind of out of my price range. I won't it's deny. it's a tough find. I got one uh, pre order when it came out, but it is. Uh... Is tough to come across right now. I think they're all gobbled up. Uh, eBay's probably asking uh, at least five times what I uh, could not afford in the first place. So. <laughs> I think they're pretty pricey on eBay right now. I think I probably sell the accordion in order to afford Weird <laughs> Al's accordion. Yeah, it's what's right. my dad's nineteen. My dad's nineteen fifty-seven Julietta. So, uh, oh wow, yeah, pristine. Uh, but I digress. So uh, now. Uh, now you mentioned King Crimson earlier, and uh, you know, in terms of you know uh, gatefold stuff and album covers, what's one that you just cannot put down, and you could just sit there and find something new every time you pick it up? Oh, that's that's definitely one of them. Court of the Crimson King is a mm -hmm. fantastic artwork on that. Um, there's some some Blood Rock albums, the band Blood Rock, that are really really cool artwork on those. Um, Sons of Champlain. There's one that's like real wild and it had a it said big effing deal on it and it was hidden real small and they got in trouble for it and had to recall them and like scratch it all out on the jackets but somebody sat and read through all that and found that tiny little swear word somewhere on it <laughs> just whoops i mean yeah. after this and see if i can find it myself <laughs> oh uh, what was i thinking that uh the uh, well oh you know, a quick question for you now, because I, I was so fortunate to pick one up. And it was before, you know, uh, uh, at a record store uh, earlier this year, five bucks. I actually found John Fogarty's center field with a Zans Can't Dance on it. Oh, wow. Five bucks. That's pretty cool. Is that worth even? Did, did I really get a steal or is that just not worth any more than the one that says Vans Can't uh, Dance? Recall like one? a little bit more, maybe, maybe double. Maybe fifteen instead of ten. Yeah, I'm not going to get rid of more. it. It's it, I yeah, like hang it, on to fans it. can't dance. It's you know I had the cassette of that back in '85, so it's oh I'm old. There's what a real the iconic uh, the first Aerosmith album. They spelled "walking the dog, walking the dig" on yes. the first pressing of that, and that's a real iconic misspelling. And that's actually pretty rare if you can find that "walking the dig" version of that. That's quite a difference in price value for that one. Oh, sorry, Jim. I have another question for Nick in, in this <laughs> regards. And I should, and this is, uh, I actually have a copy of Def Leppard's Pyromania 
that had there's an extra word like uh, I'm not fooling around or it, it's not just doesn't just say fooling on it. So have you come across something like that before? I'm going to come to your store anyway. I don't I mean, know that one. No, along, that's so. I don't know that one. Okay, Just well then, I, on I, that one. I, yeah. I, I might actually have something that's worth seven dollars instead of four dollars. <laughs> so yeah, we'll go. I'll go scour Discogs for it and see <laughs> the variations. Um, it's Pyromania. I'm not getting rid of it. It's an original <laughs> pressing. So, um, I, but uh, now uh, one other thing, I. I well, for, I discovered your store actually on, uh, I was just searching for uh, NXS's Decadance earlier this year. And you guys had it to me right away, all that good stuff. So, um, and I've got your, uh, the, the guys at your store and I, and I was, uh, Tim and Sean were two of the guys I, I met on Record Store Day. And I got to thank them again. And the, oh, no, it's not coming up. There, there we go. Nice. In excess, we were talking about the decadence, and they went into the back of your of your warehouse and found me listening like thieves. So, once again, big thanks to uh, Sean and Tim on that one. You and something else I noticed on uh, Yelp, you guys are the only establishment I've ever come across. Every review five stars. So, I mean, where do you find the guys who your fellow you know, fellow melomaniacs to uh, to just be out there and just most of them are former customers, like people come in and buy stuff. And then at a certain point, I'm like, hey, do you want a job? <laughs> <laughs> it just we hit Jack it off and I, in uh, in uh, high fidelity. Pretty Houston much. Yeah. yeah. We uh, says the guy we don't have a record soon. store attitude. That's the big thing is, uh, you know, people like the kind of music they like and we don't make fun of anybody for the music they like and talk down to them. And, you know, we like all kinds of weird and different things, too. So I try to hire people that have that attitude. I don't hire anybody with a snobbery or the hipster attitude that you would normally get at a record shop. Well, it, it definitely shows. And, uh, you know, I, another thing I really liked was the local acts, the, the little local section you've got. And, you know, just... Uh, do you find more more bands coming in and, and actually selling vinyl now? Or I'm trying I, I, to. It's, yeah, it's, an ex, it's expensive because <laughs> there's just not enough record plants in America yeah. right now. So, which comes in handy when they, I'm, I'm a Czech, so I like the ones that are made in Czech Republic. So I, I stick that on my forehead for a little bit just for poops and giggles. <laughs> so, but uh, so with, with the local acts, I mean, uh, how how do people find find you? I mean, uh, besides all those stellar five star reviews. Um, well, for the, the local music, I usually just search out those guys. Like I look mm -hmm. for local labels and things and try to hit up the bands and even have seen bands I liked open for people and then went and talked to them after the show or their merch people. And I've got some stuff that I buy direct from bands out of California and Tennessee and Texas and all kinds of different places. And I just, I try to do the same thing when I see local bands here we have local musicians come in and tell us they're in a band. And I say, do you have records? And when you get records, will you call me please? And yeah, we just try to go that route. It's pretty grassroots, I guess. As it uh, should be. It's, 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 <laughs> it's the best way to discover music. It's just, I think you just hold it near more near and dear to your heart that way. It's just, it's, it's music. It's all good. Or all the good. local music scene is, is really good here right now. It's starting you know, I've, I've lived here for 18 years and 
in the last 10, it's gotten better and better and better. It's really thriving right now, the local music scene here. In which I just got done, I saw last week the screening of uh, the Pistoleros, the, the, the uh, Death and Drugs and Rock and Roll. Nice. And so to see what the Tempe you've seen used to be and now and getting out now with with live music making its return and just being able to discover these new acts at the local places. So it's good. It's good to hear the Phoenix is coming back. And you know, I, I'm, as I look at the clock on, on the on the um, not on the wall, the clock in the corner of the of the computer screen here, and we, we got as we wrap things up. I want once again I want to thank Nick Bohr from Vinyl Record Dude for coming in. And uh, Nick, uh, just tell tell our listeners, our watchers, our uh, the all over the place audience where where the best ways to find you, whether online or coming down visiting the store. If you local. can just go to vinylrecorddude.com. Or just search Vinyl Record Dude and we come up on Google. We've been in the same spot for a very long time. So it's pretty easy to find us online. It's a little harder to find our shop because we're in an industrial air park. But I will, we have yes, signs I, on the street and everything. So I missed the sign on the street on Record Store Day and did the quick circle back with uh, the good good help of Google Map on that one. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, Google Maps will take you right to us. There so. you go. And Jim, so definitely check them out online. Help your nephew out and, and you know build his collection the right way. And you know, and you'll maybe build your collection up. Quite possibly. We'll see. See. All right. Well, very cool. And uh, thank you again, Nick, for stopping uh, and visiting with us. And I uh, look forward to seeing you down the line soon at the warehouse. Definitely. All right. We're all over the place. Thanks again for stopping by, folks. That was Nick Bohr from Vinyl Record Dude in Scottsdale, Arizona. And we will be back with you soon. Talk to you later. Yeah.